is Tap In Time, a Chapman Stick podcast. Whether you've played the instrument for years or are just curious, if it's stick talk you're looking for, this is the place. So come along and stay a while. Hello out there and welcome to the Tap In Time podcast. This is Victor kicking off episode 33 and just for a moment, I'm all by my lonesome. So about two and a half months ago, Stick Camp Canada 2023 took place on beautiful Gabriola Island, which is located a few miles off the east coast of Vancouver Island, up north in British Columbia. Along with, I think, about 18 other players, Gene and I were both in attendance. And believe it or not, this was the first time we've ever met in person. We'd never been in a room together until this event. So that made an already wonderful time just a little bit more special. So leading up to this, we had been talking a bit and we wanted to make some tap in time content at the event since we were both going to be there, uh, preferably pulling in some of the other event attenders. I mean, our listeners well know that we love to push these events and we think they're really important. And what better way to encourage people to attend than maybe to hear some new voices that they uh, don't normally hear on this podcast. So what we ended up deciding to do was to pull some other event attenders in and conduct something of a tribute to Greg Howard. As most of our listeners know, Greg passed away earlier this year, which was a big loss to his family, to anyone who knew him, and to the stick community in general. So Gene and I pulled a number of people aside, both to let us all get to know them just a little bit and to hear some of their thoughts and stories about Greg. So for most of these conversations, we were sitting down around a single microphone at a picnic table outside, maybe 20 yards or so from the beach. So you occasionally might hear the wind blowing or some waves crashing, maybe some bird calls, uh, maybe even a float plane taking off, I think. Uh, And it's all on one track, which limits the amount of editing and cleanup that can be done. Uh, And there's no musical breaks this time. We decided not to use any. Uh, So you'll be getting a little bit more of an organic feel in this one. So having said that, we hope you all enjoy hearing from some fellow stickists that you may or may not already know. Scott Schur, welcome to Tappin' Time. We are here on Gabriola Island, and uh, we wanted to find out a little bit more about Craig Howard. Okay. And... And how you knew him and his importance in the Chapman Stick community and to you. Okay. Uh, first, it's a pleasure to be involved with Tap and Time. You guys helped me get me through the, the pandemic. <laughs> when, <laughs> Thank so, you, Scott. Yeah, yeah really. So listen, listen to Tap and Time about once a month and, oh, okay, I remember all these stick people. <laughs> So speaking of stick people, uh, I first met Greg in Los Angeles. I had some spare, I, I had I had a Chapman stick, relic, relatively recently acquired, and a great deal of frustration. <laughs> was it an ironwood? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. It was an ironwood. I bought it used from Stick Enterprises. Okay. Uh, Emmett gave me a deal. 
It's like twelve hundred bucks. Um, no, it was it was it was eight fifty. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> clearly a different economy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, this was this was in the nineteen nineties. I I flew down for the stick seminar. Turns out that was the first stick seminar. At least I, if I'm remembering correctly, that's the first stick seminar that Greg ever did. It was uh, Greg and Bob Culbertson. We met in the. So Casey Arilaga had organized it, and we met in the common room of Casey's um, uh, condo. <laughs> wow! So and there, uh, someplace or other, we went along. And there, I someone had taken a bunch of pictures, and I, I had held on to them for a long time. At one point, Greg found out I had all those pictures, and uh, you know. But there's like there was a picture of. You know, Greg Howard at a pool table using a, a Chapman stick as a pool cue. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Was that that was from the first event? That was from the first oh, event. Oh, interesting. I thought that was from a free hands academy thing. I was like, you know, oh, yeah, with that bottom under it, you know, I could I, I could see you being able to pull it. <laughs> Greg, did he actually yeah, hit a think, ball? I don't think he actually hit the ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No. That was because it had a square head, head stock, <laughs> and it right. probably wouldn't have wouldn't have rolled true. Yeah, but uh, so. Uh, so I met Greg and Bob there for the first time. I do, uh, one thing I remember at that seminar and pretty much every seminar since, that Greg had a penchant for picking, you know, everybody's gonna do this finger exercise together now. He'd start out really simple and he had a penchant for pushing it to the point where nobody could do it anymore. <laughs> and, you know, just slowly watching people give up. Agatha Christie novel, Yeah, who dies first. I was, you know, yeah. So he, he's big on finger exercises. And, you know. Did he, was there something in particular that he woke you up to or changed? Or yeah. Some, okay. Oh, yeah. A um, uh, couple, actually the, Probably the, the largest key insight that he provided to me was, you know, I'd been struggling uh, with just playing the stick. Mm-hmm. And, and so my, my approach to doing that was to try to, to control everything. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, my shoulder was pushing up against the back of the stick so it wouldn't move. I wanted everything held in place so I knew where it would all be. Sure. And it was at uh, a one-on-one at one of these, I think it was on Gabriola, mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he was looking at me, you know, that doesn't look comfortable. And, <laughs> and, and what happens if you just kind of relax a little bit mm-hmm. and, and let the stick move? And, you know, it hadn't occurred to me really that, that you could relax with a stick <laughs> you know this is such a yeah. scary instrument no such thing yeah right so so you're always trying to you know you're trying to tame the beast yeah but if you if you relax with it then okay. it you know you you got more breathing room but in the the second session we were talking about how i sing and play the stick and, right. and I have a lot of trouble with the microphone because the microphone wants you to be up oh yeah but you know I I'm, I'm not a great stick player so I'm always looking at the stick so there's this tension you know where do you put the microphone and how do you move around he said 
So the gal from Fusebox. Oh yeah. She uses a headset mic. Yeah, Abby. Yeah. So he's been on Tap and Time. So before. he said, "That's what she's doing. You should try that." And so now you saw last night. That's I'm right, using yeah. a headset mic. Yeah, you sounded great. Cool. Well, thanks. Right, and, that's, great. and that was thanks. Greg's advice. Right, yeah, awesome. that was Greg's advice. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, that's, yeah, this uh, is cool. This we've is we've got we've got a whole episode for Scotty because we have to talk. There's like so much more we have to talk about <laughs> in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, I, thanks for stopping by, taking a few minutes out of out of your thanks, out of your stick seminar days here on Gabriola. And uh... we are here with Bob Culbertson. Bob Culbertson, welcome to Tap and Time. Thank you. We are yeah. on an island, Gabriola Island. I believe we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we wanted to to ask you um, to tell us something that the stick community or what we what we should know about Greg what you remember about Greg and uh -huh. Greg's importance and maybe his relationship with the instrument with you or with Emmett yeah okay are you sure you want me to <laughs> <laughs> totally sure <laughs> alright yeah well first of all I've known Greg for quite a long time and uh, I you know I'll just sort of start with I always remember Kind of to sum it up, he, when I saw him, every time I would see him, he'd go, Hey, Bob, what's up, Bob? Hey, man. And he just had a way about him that did, you know, I always read it as, A, he's unique. Yeah. And he just seemed like to be, I think he was a joyous person. Yeah. Not to say that there are times setting up and stuff, which I'll get to in a minute, that he could get stressed about trying to get everything correct. That's you know, right. That makes sense. He was very disciplined. And he was, and I'm sure people have said he's very, he's very honest in the way he spoke. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that was something you wanted to hear or didn't want to hear, it was. That's and true. I've, but I always kind of under, I felt like I always understood Greg. You know, and I've always really, really felt a special place yeah. with him because, and you know, part of that is because you do the same, you know, you are too, when you look at another stick player like that that's playing a long time, you go, that's me. Mm -hmm. He's me over there. I'm him in, in the, in the desire and the, you know, you, you know, there's, there's not a competition or anything like that. It's just like, that's another part of me, just like I am that. So I do the same thing with Emmett, you know, yeah. the, all the time that I've known Emmett is just like that. And so, Greg, um, the thing that I've appreciated the most is he's probably done as much for the community as anybody. And, and I'd say so. Of course, as a player, that's one. But that's only part of Greg, mm -hmm. you know. That's right. You know, and <clears throat> every seminar we'd set up, he was the guy that would just, he knew what to do. Get the equipment in the right place, do this, this, that. And this seminar... I was the I got thrown behind the captain's wheel in the very beginning, and I'm like, uh, well, I guess I gotta be Greg. Yeah. Somehow I'm gonna try to figure. Oh, well, let's. And then I started going that's like, great. let's put the amp over here that's and the chords and the mixer. And of course, Jim comes in later and goes, well, that's not really how I wanted to set it up. But <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. So anyway, so I've always appreciated yeah. that aspect that he did. That he did from I don't know how much or exactly, but I know he did part of Emma's website. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean he was involved in every aspect of that and helping market it and yes, and and, 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 right? and and recognize players and right. you know and, and teach them and get people in right with, uh, in touch with the right person. Um, yeah. What about um, what about events? Did you do events with him in other countries? I've been with him in different countries. We did the one in Italy. Yeah. Tony Levin was there and everybody, and that was in Vienna and all that and. 
Of course, I'd like to put out just a little mention of Verna, what a sweetheart she was. Mm. Yeah. Verna Splendor. Verna yeah. Splendor. An amazing stick And of course, it's uh, the first time I heard the expression was from her, and I use it all the time. Hey, no te preoccupare. And then when I saw Verna, I don't want to get off of the thing, but uh, every time I'd see her at first, I go, the first thing I would say to her would be that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Greg, I remember Greg saying that to me yeah. uh, at, at the Freehands events, and I was like, why are you talking Spanish to me? He says, Italian. Italian. <laughs> yeah. He's Italian. So, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm like, I should know that. He's like, you should know. So we've done several events. We were in Amsterdam together. Okay. Zond- oh, actually, it was Zondam that we were in. Zondam. You know, Ron Bacherman's oh, yeah, yeah. seminars okay. and gotcha. all that. So we've played many play all through Stick. I mean, me and Greg never got together. Hey, let's form a band and, and do our own thing, you know. Sure. So we never, never did that sort of thing. And, of course, he's been to mine. The one that I put on in 2003, the really big That's right. seminar and all that. that. So, so we've done a lot of things together, and I will say one kind of last thing, and that is that the perform the time of playing with Greg, I remember the most of all was the last. And I and I had these thoughts before I even ever knew what was going on. We were in Michigan at a place called the Rails something or some kind of a club thing, and we played uh, across the universe together. And it was, at the, it was the last song of the whole thing we were going to play together. I'm thinking, okay, this will be interesting. But, it, we, you know, chord changes are the same. We know what to do. And I love his version of it. Uh-huh. And I do a version of it. And so we played it together. And I don't know what it was. But every time we played together, we've been fine. Mm-hmm. That one, we had way more eye contact. Really? We had smiles. We were looking at each other. And Greg was just lighting up. I was lighting up. We played. We probably played better. I wish I had it as a recording of it. It's out there somewhere. Because it, it was you, just... Some, oh, a stick player somewhere got that. <laughs> it was just so fun. And it's so fun to have somebody like him. Greg plays like great mm-hmm. and it's so fun to like you know as musicians you 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 want to hear a personality you mm-hmm. want to hear a thing and greg in talking in playing in his life is greg just like emmett emmett That's does right. everything emmett like nobody does plays tennis like emmett or nobody <laughs> jokes around like emmett or nobody talks about quantum physics like emmett and it's the same thing with greg thanks for stopping by and, absolutely and sharing a few minutes and yeah. uh and you know, I know that you know since you're one of the featured instructors at this event, your time is pretty valuable, yeah. and you're probably. Right. I, I, I wonder if Jim's going to show up and start yeah, dragging away from our table. And I like it. This is really a casual, and it's great. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a nice thing about this whole event. All right, I'm here with Julian Mill. Is this your first event here on Gabriola? This is indeed my first event at Gabriola, my first ever stick seminar. Um, I registered shortly after receiving my railboard uh, in uh, June. In June, in June, great. Yes, and uh, I had been waiting for the railboard for, I had ordered it in August of 2021, and I uh, got it in June of 2023, and I was uh, anxious to the very end to get it in my hands. And it's gold color. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, oh, it's a bronze one. Bronze. I, don't, I don't believe they make the, um, they don't oh, do yeah. the uh, plasma coating, I think, anymore. Yeah. But um, regards to Greg, uh, I had, when, it, when I was uh, looking at the stick, there's plenty of, he has a massive online presence. Hey, oh, yeah, it's it's just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and when I was introduced into Stickus, just looking at the, uh, the, uh, po- the amount, the number of posts, and then you look at, uh, uh, Greg and it's like six thousand yeah. posts and how active of a 
how active of a figure he was in the community and uh, just uh, how readily available he was to answer anyone's That's questions right. and uh, how open he was as well. And also just his um, his uh, tutorials on his YouTube channel as well. They're very uh, they're very helpful in regards to technique in terms of uh, instrument maintenance. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, right. I think it's just a, an amazing archive and now to really refer back to and it's just an amazing resource. Do but you have I'll, any of his books? I don't have any of his books, but I was looking into um, purchasing one of his um, Bach, uh, oh, those yeah. tapping in Bach, and he said he, he was meant, I believe he mentioned he was going to do a matched reciprocal tuning mm -hmm. for that. That never wound up happening. But uh, I was listening to you playing oh, Bach yeah. yesterday. It was, it was wonderful, like minuet, and yeah, I, I remember playing those on piano That's and violin right. as when well. When I was ten, yeah, yeah. Right? It, was, it brought, brought me back. <laughs> I mean, well, four hundred years back. Exactly. But, well, but, uh, it takes me like a year to learn a child's song, you know. But it's still, it's. But the, it sounds so great on the on the stick too. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do think that that type of um, style counterpoint just it, uh, allows for. Um, a great introduction to the instrument. Yeah, and he, he was a real proponent of uh, arranging uh, these classical compositions for the stick as well, and uh, different techniques into getting certain runs. I think I heard of the um, what is it, the unified bass strategy. That's I think he created right. That was one of the last well. major accomplishments. It was the two-handed bass, right? right? And um, I think. Uh, that was, I, I, at least from what I've heard, uh, another student of his had mentioned that technique to him, and then he started implementing it uh, for playing some of these more classical pieces, just mm -hmm. because he found that it was the uh, quote-unquote the only way, I suppose, to get that sounding the way he uh, desired. That's right. It was the only way to play that fast. That's right. To play those runs in the left hand tuned in fifths. That's right. You know I wrote the forward for that. Really? Yeah, wow. I wrote the forward for that. So. Oh. We both loved Bach. I think I'll have to, I mean, regardless of the tuning, I think it would be helpful just it's to... Just, it's just good to see it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and don't, uh, you know, my, my thoughts are, and Greg would agree, I think, um, and that is don't get hung up on the tuning. No, yeah, it's yeah, just, I mean, like, I, I'm just, it, notes are notes, and if I can find it on the on the fingerboard, it's, yeah, it's, yeah you're, you're there. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, it's just a really lovely instrument to to uh, really get to interact with as well. It's just so logical and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really fun just translating. It must have been to a, get a, a trip also like coming to Gabriola. And yeah, and yeah, meeting all these new people. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing like communicating with everyone and there's no sense of ego with any players. <laughs> like everyone is just, it's just amazing to share and get to talk with uh, stick players because uh, Back where I'm from, nobody knows what a stick is. Back I to showed your cave. it. I, I showed it Back to, uh, to your cave. I showed it to um, my bandmates as well because we're we're starting a band recently. And um, yeah, they uh, when I brought it to them, they were just really intrigued by it yeah. as well. I, I was uh, started doing some jamming with uh, my drummer friend as well, and um, you know it wasn't sounding very great, but I was getting some rhythms across as well. And it was just I it was just really it's fun. a start. Yeah, yeah, it's a start. And it's a start. And and, and the, the you know, Greg. Greg was kind of a what's the word. He was a discoverer. Yeah, I suppose he was always kind of wanted to be out yeah. there on the frontier. And That's also the uh, I, I listened to some of Greg's music as well, and just the um, he he never shied away from other instruments as well, and just like really uh, having a wide variety of uh, of 
uh, groups to play with. I mean, I think did he play with the flautist at That's some point? Right. He played oh, with saxophone, yeah. drums, many different formats. Yeah, and like, he played uh, a trio, and yeah. a quartet. He was a songwriter. He was a side man. Right. He'd play it one-handed. You know, he'd play Bach. He'd play Beatles. He'd play any cover. He'd play his own music, and um, you know, he could play just for hours and hours. Yeah. And and, and I, I think that. Um, and just the amount, the pure amount of dedication that he had to, to really. Uh, spread the word of the stick too just like uh i mean i i was told he went traveling with an amp and a, his stick all around the country just going to schools and other seminars just to teach people about what the stick is but it's it's really a sh it's really a shame that it not many people really know what this instrument is and i think it's uh and some people might look at it and think it's intimidating but once you actually get it in your hands it just makes uh and start discovering things that kind of it's just kind of one eureka moment after another i guess <laughs> i don't right. know or it's just kind of, it's, it's a, just really it's a, it's a new way of making music yeah and that was emmett's intent and greg embraced that it's yeah new and, ways of making music right and just uh the you know your hands hit somewhere this. where and i mean I, I i started playing bass guitar fairly recently and and uh playing the bass side is quite different <laughs> yeah. uh but i mean but uh you got some interesting sounding things as well that might get you uh Oh, that that didn't really fall where I thought it would, but it sounds good. I'm going to try implementing that in sure. a musical fashion. And now and, it's uh, a song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, Julian, I should I should wrap up. Okay. We've got Ken and, and Diane getting ready to talk to us, but I wanted to thank you for taking time. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad to meet you. And, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you back up in the Phoenix room. We'll see you soon. Thank you, sir. I'm here with Diane Stefanchuk. We are on the island of Gabriola, and we're talking about Greg Howard. And I wanted to ask you, I know that you've met Greg and had experiences at seminars with him and, and, and learning from him. Um, if there was a, just an experience or a memory that you wanted to share about him that you want to share with the community. Sure, because I think that this probably applies to many people out there. Uh, one day I got uh, an email from my friend, and it was a link to Greg Howard playing Charmed Life. Uh -huh. And I saw that, and I went, wow, what is that? I want to play that instrument, and I want to play that song. <laughs> and so I didn't, I didn't even know his name. That song, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know his name or anything, but I said, okay. I, I learned about the Chapman stick. Um, so he was kind of the impetus behind that. So I ended up getting a stick. And uh, he was your window. He absolutely the was. Instrument. Wow, it was he so was. beautiful. And then, Take that, Tony Levin. <laughs> <laughs> and then my uh, first seminar, um, Greg was at my first seminar. Okay. And so um, he was really, you know, I've been to two seminars with Greg, and he really spoke of how things, you know, how people. Uh, need to learn the basics. He was really good about going through the basics. I remember we did a whole bunch of movement without even having sticks on. That's and we right. were just talking about the balance, the movement. So he, he got me going with that. And he was so good uh, for beginners. He was so amazing. Yeah. I thought for beginners because, you know, he was, you know, put your fingers here. You know, he, he was exactly what I needed at the time. Um, so it, it was great. You know, and I had so much respect mm. for his talent. Right. And his ability to play and his energy. Yeah, his that was the, the big things. <laughs> the so. yeah. Energizer Bunny, you, you reminded me of a story um, about moving without an instrument. And I remember Greg said to me, he was in a, years back at an event, and uh, he said, Look, Gene, I'm, I'm going to ask you to dance with me. I just need you to do it. And I was like, What? He's like, Here, come here. And so, like, 
and the, you know, we're in front of the class. He's like, he's like just, just do it. You know? And so I was like dancing with Greg. And, and then and then he said, okay, now do this on your own. And it was that kind of movement exercise. Yeah. And this would have been like 2014. And then I was, then I thought, I would never would have seen that coming. But it was that aha moment that he just kind of put it in front of you. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, and that's been there the whole time. Yeah. You know, wow. the movement, you know, and yeah. he just opened my eyes up to it. Yeah. It sounds like you had that, a similar experience. And again, the second time when I was uh, here with Greg on Gabriola, he had the whole class. We were all down at the beach <sighs> and we were all moving. Like we didn't, it wasn't even really stick preparation. We were moving, warming up and kind of, you know, I've seen pictures of this. I've seen yeah, pictures of was, this. And there were comments amazing. on the stickers about this as well. They're like, yeah. I wasn't quite sure it was going to work, Greg. And it like, it totally worked. <laughs> it, did. it did. Nice. Yeah. So there, there's my feedback on right, Greg. Well. He's definitely going to be sadly missed. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. I, I appreciate much, that. That's a great uh, story. Yeah. One of, one of the things that a lot of us have appreciated about Greg is, you know, his, his approach to pedagogy. Am I pronouncing that word right? Yeah. Pedagogy? Yes. Okay, great. And, and all the things that he did to build the repertoire of the instrument. Yeah. And how we so. just all came to depend on him and we were just talking to Bob. And Greg would be yeah. the guy moving amps and laying cables and you're checking the lighting and <laughs> mic placement. It was like he did it all. Yeah, it was yeah, a renaissance so. man. All right. Well, Diane, thank you. And I just got to say, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I've never met you before. Yeah. And last night, it was great the way you opened the, the show oh, yeah. uh, for, for the sick night. And um, just for those that weren't there, um, Diane found a guitar. And played beautiful and folk music. And she played a couple of really cool folk songs <laughs> yeah. that just had me smiling and tapping my toe the entire time. It was it was great to start the stick night with a really, really strange instrument. That you, that <laughs> you right, have this plastic thing said. in your hand that you hit the strings <laughs> with. That was just weird. Anyway, thank you very much, Diane. You are welcome. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Yeah, my pleasure. We are in day three, day two, or day three? I'm going to call it day two. Day Thursday two. night doesn't count. Gotcha. Maybe it does. It counts if you were watching them play at the, at the Water Cafe. Oh, that's right. And I was there. That was and I was there. But, uh, so it was a great opportunity to see um, Rick, Bob, and yeah. uh, Steve play. But I've seen Steve play quite a few times and Bob play quite a few times. Yeah. That's kind of the genesis of my stick star. I'm, this is my first seminar. That's, okay, so this, Ken Cardita, we're here with Ken Cardita, first, right. first, first seminar, uh, first wow. seminar, first right. seminar well. but I am pretty integrated into some of the stick community because I've been attending Bob's uh, Zoom calls right. for about two years now. Oh, okay. Oh, so you've got, you've got to know. I know quite a yeah. few people, and I took lessons from Steve for a year and a half face-to-face -face when he was back in Phoenix. Uh-huh, Okay. So that's kind of been my, I've owned a stick for about four years and try to teach myself. Okay. Uh, I bought Greg's stuff. I bought Steve's stuff. I bought um, every DVD and book and failed miserably at learning to take lessons. So I found out Steve lived in the Phoenix area for a while and started taking lessons from him. Okay, all right. And so this is uh, my connection with Greg because I unfortunately never had the opportunity to meet Greg. But he was a major influence and a help, and I'll get to that in just a second. All right. So um, uh, I brought my 10-string rail board to Steve, and he said, you must get a 12-string. I said, well, if I order one, it's going to take forever. He says, I may have, be able to help you out. So Steve had access to uh, someone who was selling a, a Rosewood 12-string, but it needed a little work, and it came configured as a 7.5. 
Right. And but he sold it to me for a good price, and I said, okay, I will. You know, I've worked on guitars, so I will learn how to work on sticks. Well, um, so I took it apart. I contacted Grace at Stick Enterprises. She told me what I needed to do to convert it to a six six. Bought a new pickup, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it came time to setting it up. And I was like, okay, I tried my guitar tools, it didn't work. So I started figuring this out and I came upon a treasure trove of videos that Greg created. Some in YouTube, some in on Stick Enterprises website. Yep, we all know them. And I have them all I have them all bookmarked. I have them all bookmarked and I printed out the articles. Um, and then I saw some uh, some emails on Stickus that Emmett had wrote about setting up a stick. Oh yeah, and that began began my journey to basically rehab this stick, and I learned how to set it up to make it playable. And Greg was like your kind of resource. Oh, he he was one of the main tutors in this, and so I will always be grateful for him for doing that. Um, and so it was it was just kind of fun. So it's funny. So it's interesting when I see stick players are afraid to do their truss rod adjustments. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, you can't break it. <laughs> Believe me, if you, could, if you could break a stick, I would have done it. <laughs> um, All right. But it was fun. So I, I, And so I wasn't even very familiar with Greg's music. I knew of him as a teacher, and of course I've seen his instructional things, and I tried my best to learn from him. But um, right after his passing on the Zoom call, you know, we talked a lot about Greg, and people were talking about uh, his music so i went up right after that call on Bandcamp and bought oh i don't know about six of his cds and i started listening to him and i was like oh man i was missing out yeah so uh-huh. I, I love uh, you know i like the experimental stuff is kind of out there but i also like the stuff with him in, in the context of a group and his solo stick stuff uh-huh. So um, it's on my rotation of my long playlist yeah. of stick players. All right. Well, he'll live all on your phone then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Ken, listen, thanks for, for sharing that with us. It is it is hard to, to, to compare him to, you know, to like those. He, he, he was so prolific in what he wrote and what he played and what he recorded. And yeah. And that was just one side that. to him. And then what he obviously I'm aware of what he's done for the stick community at yeah. large. Yeah. And that was pretty yeah. cool. So. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, thank thanks you, a lot, Ken. Yeah. And I enjoy the podcast. I've listened thank to every you, episode. Oh, yeah, well, so I'm not editing you. that comment out, trust me. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. As a, as a podcaster, I appreciate what you do. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ken. See you. Steve Adelson, thank you for, thanks for joining us again on Tap and Time. Of course. Um, we're into day two of Gabriel, and we're talking a little bit about Greg mm-hmm. Howard and what he meant to the community and just some experiences that you may have had with Greg that you want to share with the community. Mm-hmm. First thing I think of is three fingers versus four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get this out in the open. Right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. But it was all done in fun and good spirit. I love Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically started playing stick at the same time. Gotcha. We shared many experiences together. We did seminars together. We called each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But there was always that moment at the seminars and we just shook hands. I go, well, I'm doing three, you're doing four, and we go our separate ways. And then the students would be all totally confused. <laughs> Did these 10 people learn three fingers, these three people learn four fingers, and then they changed sides and got all screwed up. That guy was doing it wrong. <laughs> but Greg said three fingers, and I go, well, do what you want, <laughs> whatever. Um, 
many nights we would go bowling after seminars. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's a picture of you out on the on the on the site on the for, site for this event. Yeah, he, for the guy. Uh, Steve, I can't I can't say it for Greg, but Steve's got some form. I bowled for it. I know. Years. I was Steve, like, check out Steve's, Steve's form. He's like, like it was like a go. standard thing. We used to go bowling. Even I went to Japan. I would go. We bowled really? after a seminar. Yeah. And I, I remember actually, we, do, we were doing a bowling thing once, and there was some uh, Middle Eastern women on the side. And they were flirting with Greg. <laughs> <laughs> they liked his form. That Greg. You can edit that out if you want. That oh, Greg. no way. <laughs> it's all good fun, I'm sure. But yeah, it's just, uh, we had p parallel lives except for the three and four finger things. Um, pursuing different styles of music, of course, and different sure. techniques. But always relating back to Emmett and uh, respect for each other. So hmm. even though we had discrepancies as, as far as style and way to teach and things like that, we always had respect for each other. Yeah. And I always uh, felt that. I always felt yeah. that when we were events and stuff like that and stuff online, yeah. it was like, eh, yeah. yeah. And he was super important, obviously, to the community, whether it's teaching people how to play or, or uh, giving people advice how to set it up. So I respected that, yeah. how he got involved with Emmett and helped him out. That's right. Uh, that was a major thing. Yeah, yeah he became a, an integral part of, mm -hmm. of their operations. And so mm -hmm. it's definitely being missed. But um, it is it is great to hear. I mean, you are, you know, you are in kind of an elite class, mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, full-time instrumentalists. Right. There's, there's only a handful. Um, you know, Jim up here. Um, there's a you know a few others down in the states, but um, um, I was curious to know: did you did you travel to events in other countries? Sure. Well, not with Greg. Not with Greg. Oh, okay. Right. That was mostly. No, not even up here. It was all in the states. Okay. So it was mostly like Vancouver and no, LA. Vancouver. And... The only time I was in Vancouver, I did with Don Schiff. Oh. Okay. So here we did it interlocking uh, Bob seminar, which mm -hmm. had like. 10 teachers or something, the Santa Rosa. Oh, the San Jose thing. San Jose yeah, yeah. was yeah, the extravagance of the world. Like, there was 100,000 people there. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, Should have done it in That was like a senior picture, you know? It was like a, like a senior a senior picture day, you know? Looking yeah, at all those people. Seminar. And Bob wasn't even organized and just worked out perfectly. Wow. Yeah. Right. So I think we probably, I would guess, a half a dozen together. Yeah. Uh, he encouraged me to do one in New York. Mm hmm. And so it was me and him as a teacher. It was Maybe eight people. It wasn't a big one. Mm -hmm. and I think we did one together in Staten Island with uh, Tony so, Rodriguez. That's right. I remember yeah. Tony. Yeah. And one near his hometown. I forget who put it on. Was that in Virginia? Yeah. Williamsburg, maybe? Williamsburg, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would have been like him. 2010 or further back. I'm yeah. old. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Steve, I... He, he, he meant a great deal to everyone, and, sure. and um, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts. And, yeah, and, it was uh, a, a total, I, actually, it was about a year, I guess, I don't remember when it was. We were driving, I was living in Arizona at the time, and Jim Meyer called me, and he said, uh, just have to let you know, Greg's in hospice. Hmm. And I said, what? I, I had no idea he was even sick. He kept kind of kept it a secret, so it was a total shock. So it was twice the impact, because it wasn't even like knowing about it and watching it decay. It just it was like, All like of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like was a ton of bricks. Right. And then we went to the funeral, and that um, was a very, very good event. Yeah. Yeah. Not good in the spec that he was gone, but... But know, we celebrated his life. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's like the way Great it was in Virginia last month. Yeah. yeah. So, well... So we, we miss him, and um, yeah. he meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you, Steve. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, yeah. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mahalo, yes. Mahalo. Corey McCormick, welcome to Tap and Time. Thank you. Um, let me ask you, how many times have you been to the Vancouver Sticks Center? 
2016, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, 23. Seven. Seven. And how many times was Greg Howard here, you think? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I think none. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was supposed to come yet uh, last year in 2022, but he was yeah, he sick. Feel he well, we yeah. wasn't really public then. But I don't think he was an instructor at, at any of the ones that I've been to. But he was the instructor at the first stick seminar I went to. And honestly, aside from Vancouver, just about every single one. There was maybe two at Interlochen that he didn't go to. Hmm. Um, but I guess, obviously, this year was the first yeah. one he was. And for the listeners, I just don't know, Corey is a regular fixture at any stick event. <laughs> and that includes every single Interlochen. Every single Interlochen, many... Um, Ann Arbor ones, and then all Vancouver ones since 2016 when I started coming up here. So, and uh, two, three SoCal. So, uh, of all the instructors, I've seen Greg more than anybody else. Gotcha. Um, okay. By probably close to a factor of two. Really? <laughs> yeah. Aside, and, and once I started coming to Interlock, and the percentage hit <clears throat> went down just because I don't think he's been here for any of them. Mm -hmm. um, so, but uh, I've spent probably more time with him than, than any other instructor. Yeah. And shortly before he passed, um, I called and left a message to say thank you for being the best, not just stick instructor, but music teacher I ever had. Because he affected more than my stick playing. Uh -huh. He affected my bass playing. Cause I now play bass with more vertical uh, posture. Oh, uh, cool. the, so the, the neck is up higher, more towards the stick allowing me to tap things differently and play gotcha. things um, easier. Uh, I do a lot more hand movement on bass instead mm -hmm. of doing the, the anchor thumb thing that most guitar and bass players are taught. It's like, no, that, that sucker can free float now. It's nothing to do with, you know, it's not, no and need for is, it to be locked in. We're speaking of bass guitar here. Correct. Okay. But, but also I do want to add to that. And that is, is that Greg encouraged that type of hand movement always. He's like, oh, don't absolutely. move your fingers. He's like, move your hands. The whole body thing. Yeah. 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 And it, it has also affected my guitar playing. And so it, it's been honestly just the general paying attention to posture and ergonomics of things. Yeah, I tell you, when I'm playing, if I find myself hunching over, yeah. I, I, it is almost as if Greg is like, like, like popping up on my shoulder and saying, "Like that's really bad form. You don't look good." And so, and, and honestly, I don't know when I started it, but I now I'm I'm right-handed, mm -hmm. but I mouse left-handed and have for eons, mm -hmm. and it was a little awkward at first, but it was a distributed wear thing because you know playing bass with galloping, you know, there's work there typing and then mousing all with the right hand. I was like, it'd be logical to mouse with the left hand and then it you know, allows me to get to the number pad to be like unnecessarily geeky with the right hand. But it really distributed the wear. Mm -hmm. And I, it probably about the same time that I started doing that. It was just a kind of a natural thing to, let's make life easy on the body. So you, when you started playing Chapman Stick, you started using the mouse with the left hand or you've I don't, always done that? No, I didn't always do it. Oh, okay. I, I don't know exactly where it corresponds. But when I started playing guitar and then eventually switched to bass, eventually like a year later, um, <clears throat> I started intentionally doing things with my left hand. Like I would, you can tell that I'm older, that I would take the CD out of the case and put it into the CD player left-handed because I needed dexterity in my left hand. So I would do whatever I could to improve the dexterity in my left hand. Because most right-hand dominant people, the left hand is not That's functional. Right. 
So <laughs> Greg like, is left-handed. Interestingly, yeah, not a lot of people know that. And, and I, know. I noticed that in 2009 that he was left-handed, and I was like, "Wait a minute, he's writing that on the board, left-handed." So that's quite interesting. <laughs> I'm like, are you left-handed? Yeah. It's like, well, no wonder he's got so much freaking groove. Like, because <laughs> your dominant hands being the groove center, right, is a good thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. To me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a little jealous of left-handed people. But I also see, like, um, Ken Cardita, he's left-handed. His his right hand, he was like, oh, it was always the hardest thing for him. Yeah. Because, you know, playing guitar right-handed, like, it, it does the pick thing. But it, getting the melody thing, which was, I think, easier for most right-handed people. Yeah. So, so. so what's, uh, you were at a lot of events then with Greg. Can you give a... Can you tell us any short anecdotes of, of maybe just moments of personal interaction? Yeah, like a story you want to share with the community, something people should know about Greg. Um, I shared this one with Greg. It actually didn't happen at an event. Um, I was in a band where I was ousted because of some childish behavior of two of the members. Um, they were in their, they were 23. I thought were, this band would be different. <laughs> and the, the, rest of us, the rest of us were like in our early 30s. So we were put together mentally, and they were very young and immature. So um, when, when the one band kind of fell apart, the, the other three of us started another band. We just brought in a keyboard player, and I said, I'm not going to play bass anymore. I'm going to play Chapman Stick. I've got the instrument, and I haven't done as much with it as I would like, and I want to play. <clears throat> and uh, it was about the same time I went to seminars, like shortly before that. And um, there were some friends of my bandmates a couple doors down at the rehearsal place and um, one guy came in uh, the band was eventually called Sigmonic if anybody knows who they are and the uh, violin slash guitar player came down and it's like oh you're playing a Chapman stick and I was like yeah how'd you know about it was it Tony Levin or something and it was like no it was um and I said was it uh, you know John Mayung from Dream Theater no, it's, um, who's that guy that that played with Dave Matthews? Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy crap, that's Greg Howard. Yeah, him. <laughs> and I'm like, normally the answer is Tony Levin or something like that for how people first found out about it. And I'm like, oh, I have to tell Greg this. But Greg is so prolific, right? He, and he is. He's like he is. Everywhere. And so, like, I got to tell Greg the next time I see him that, by the way, <laughs> there's somebody out there that the reason he knew that I was playing stick is because of you. He so, was the window. Yeah. And he's been, was a great staple, and a, a lot of people knew it. Like, to me, he was by far the best teacher mm. and a, a great staple. I just expected pretty much every seminar he was going to be there. So He was he was a fantastic educator. He oh, tried absolutely. out new ideas, and he, he, he welcomed new ideas, and sometimes he and he was he was very determined. But um, yeah. and, and, and as far as a night, there's a story that, that happened at a, um, a, a seminar. The first one I went to, maybe it was the second one I went to that, that Greg was at, he would do this thing about navigating the fretboard effectively by moving your hands, not by fingers, you go up two frets and then over a string and do that in a very weird finger motion, but you do it with a hand motion. But to get there, he had us do it by taking a step to the side and a step to the front and seeing oh. how awkward it was. And then you just kind of pivot your hips and whole body and you go to where you need to be directly in the most efficient manner possible. 
So he had us do this little dance thing. <laughs> and he had somebody who'd been through it before. Like me. Do that dance thing. So the, <laughs> so the first time I saw the victim be chosen, like, you know what I'm doing. You get over here and you dance with me. <laughs> so the next seminar Solid I go to goal. after that, I think I'm, I probably goal. saw him do that in uh, the San Diego Stick seminar. And then I came to Michigan. I'm like, I know who's going to get picked to dance with Greg today. It's going to be me. <laughs> so I have danced with Greg. Oh, like no, ma- like I, many people. I told this story to Bob Culbertson. Oh, did you? Yeah, I think it was Bob or was so, it Ken? I can't remember. I was talking to somebody. Uh, I was saying yeah. how Greg, I, he's like, just dance with me. Just do it. Just do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it, Greg. Come here. Come here. Right. <laughs> I said, guess you're leading. Go ahead. You know, like, let's do this. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's yeah. great. And I was like, right. anybody who's ever been in a seminar with Greg where that's happened, will totally relate to that. Yeah. It's just, it's a, at first it's That's like, a great memory. A I'm glad you It is a great that. memory. Okay, I'm it's Victor and I have never danced with Greg. <laughs> That's Corey, right. Would you like to dance with me? Of all the people. <laughs> the other fun one, which I never got to ask Greg this. He was a pseudo-vegetarian. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't eat anything that pooped on land. And I never got to ask him, does he eat mudskippers? Because they come out and do they, like, they could poop on land. They don't, like, it just depends on where they are when they need to poop. So, like, our mud skippers on the menu. I don't know. I'm gonna ask Joyce. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> right. She might be like, "Get out of here." <laughs> Is that Corey asking? She's gonna say it's Corey, isn't it? See, I always like. I know, I know about Joyce and the kids. Mm-hmm. I've never met Joyce and the kids. I don't know what they know about you know me and other stick players. There are some people that I know. Like his students spent more time with him. Yeah. That were doing lessons that I'm sure they know more about. But like Corey comes to all these seminars, you know. Maybe he came up, but you never know how, like, to me, I feel like I know Joyce and I know the kids, even though I've never met them. I I think that you might be surprised. I think that you might be surprised and that that Greg was, you know, he was very personal with all the the people that he worked with and he took it very seriously and it was always on a one by one basis. So I would, yeah. I feel like I know them and yeah. At some level, uh, uh, like an extension of our own family. Well, that's something right there. He talks about his family a lot. Stick stick family is chosen yeah. family that's so <laughs> okay cool. even even if we have the uh, the weird uncles and cousins <laughs> <laughs> victor <laughs> thanks Corey. Hello, Corey. <laughs> it's my podcast and i do the editing <laughs> anyway thanks a lot Corey. thanks, thanks a lot Corey. seriously appreciate Cheers. it all right ted schusterman welcome to tap and time hi gene hi victor hey <laughs> so uh day two gabriella we're living the dream and we're talking about Greg Howard. Yes. And we're trying to ask everyone the same question, mm-hmm. but it's so hard because it's such a diverse subject. So really, you know, when we say the name Greg Howard, you know, I'd be so curious to think of what you think of, what he meant to you, and what you think he meant to the community. Wow. Uh, well, um, at one point, my only answer would have been he is a great musician and mm-hmm. great educator, but. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to attend the celebration of life and I learned, got a glimpse into his personal life. And so my answer would now add, he was a wonderful human being and I Mm. wish I would have gotten to know him better. And um, yeah, there needs to be more people like Greg Howard. (laughs) It's true. It would be a better place. Yeah. He was an engineer and author. He was an educator and a musician. Dedicated family man. Exactly. That, that's like, what, that's that what was got always me. first. That was yeah. always first. Yeah. Um, um, 
but yeah, no, amazing musician, amazing educator. Um, and now you yourself work a little bit in that arena, so you know a yeah. thing or two about education. So maybe share yeah. a little bit on that. It's funny, funny you say that because one of my uh, Greg Howard memories was, um, well, just bre real briefly, um, I picked up the stick in uh, 2009, January 2009 was when I got it. And I went to my first stick seminar in uh, November of 2009, so nine months in, and uh, still very much a beginner. And uh, Greg was one of the teachers. It was uh, Fred Tapp in um, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, Rob Martino um, had organized it. And, um, and so that was where I first met Greg and I got a one-on-one -on -one lesson with him there and you know, it was great. And then uh, some time goes by and then he, um, I'm based in Maryland, so it's about three hours from Charlottesville where Greg was. And so um, I had found out that he was driving up to Vienna, Virginia to teach at Jam and Java, which was about an hour drive from me. So I was like, great. Uh, so it's like a year later and I, I go, I sign up for uh, another lesson with him and um, you know, we go through the lesson and you know he's he was a great teacher and you know a stickler about certain things yes, so that's right you know he's very um, particular very particular I think the thing that he got on me about was up fret and down fret and I've never forgotten that really? you know with, uh, with my left hand yeah my left hand um, on the bass side yeah up fret down fret up fret down fret for the motion and um, so that really stuck with me but then um, at the end of the lesson, he asked, so what do you do? And I said, well, I teach guitar for a living. And he, he kind of got really self-conscious for a second. He said, oh, really? Uh, well, uh, how am I doing? Like, how was the lesson? I was like, no, this is great, man. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, okay. I was just, just wondering. And I was like, so that's what it takes to get Greg to feel that's a little a bit apprehensive. That's a great story. Wow. That's a great story. A fellow educator. Yeah. But you found that you were learning and you oh, absolutely. had great process and great technique. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I only had, I think I had one... Uh, in-person lesson with him there and then a handful of Skype lessons over gotcha. the years um, yeah so I kind of took a break from the stick for a while and when I came back a, a few years ago you know Greg was still there so still I was like Gre Greg's the guy that you know I'm, I'm going back to um, oh, that's you know, and of course I, I had his books and and all of that but um, yeah you know just um, I had last summer um, I got a grand stick and I wanted to, um, it came in, I wanted to change the tuning on it, let's just put it that way. And so, uh, Greg obviously, you know, really great at um, all the adjustments and all that. So I signed up for a Skype lesson to help walk me through the process because I enjoy playing the instrument. I just maintenance and changing uh, tunings, all that stuff. So I was like, well, Greg can give me some pointers. and so. He was very graciously walking me through string by string. Oh. I had already changed the strings, but just the in intonation and making adjustments and all that. And we're about 45 minutes in and I'm sitting there making some tweaks and, and I'm like, man, this is the part about playing instruments I really don't like. And he's like, well, imagine watching somebody else do it. <laughs> And I said, oh, I am so sorry. He's like, no, it's fine. You want to stop there and we can like work on some music? And I was like, yes. <laughs> let's, let's do that. So Greg, I can see that. He just wants to oh, play. Wow. He just yeah. wants to play. Yeah, it, it was so great. Oh and God, and I, I felt, said. yeah, and I, I wanted to take, you know, some more, but I was like, well, I got to finish setting up my instrument and then I'll, you know, take a, some more Skype lessons. And then not long after that was when we found out yeah we got the notification yeah and then it was way just too soon way too soon and way too quick 
Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that is that is. I loved hearing that story, and I love that you, as a fellow educator, you know, he really had great respect for your opinion, and and, uh, and he had this learning <laughs> opportunity as well in that moment. Yeah. Thanks for sharing uh, yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Ted. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. We are here with Karen Meyer, day two of Gabriella Island, the help me out. The Stick Camp Canada Thank you. 2023. Yeah. yeah, and it's rocking. We're in day two. Oh, yes. We had a great concert last night. We had a great concert tonight. And we are joined by Karen uh, Meyer, who's going to share some, some thoughts about Greg. Welcome, Karen. Welcome. Thanks for the opportunity to speak. Um, so I'm married to Jim Meyer, who's done, as you know, 21 seminars. Uh, probably almost half of them with, have been with Greg starting from the beginning. Um, we know that you've also done them. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been, yeah, been part of them in the beginning, certainly, of doing a bit more than, than I am these days, 20-some uh, years later, but I used to cook the food, and, and many of the uh, instructors have been in my home, sleeping on the floor as best as we could, oh. <laughs> and so forth, and certainly uh, Greg's been a big part of that experience. Um, I'm not a stick player, I'm a writer. Um, and for me, uh, the relationship with Greg was um, not about the stick. It was uh, the many conversations that we had about life and creativity. And so often when uh, Greg would be um, spending the time after the seminars in our home, sleeping, as I said, on the floor as best we could, <laughs> put musicians in our apartment, um, or on the islands where we would be together, where the instructors uh, and I would uh, have the privilege of meeting so many great stick players that came. But for uh, Greg and I, it was after hours in conversations. He had a literature background, and so me as a writer, um, so many interesting conversations that didn't have anything to do with the stick. But I've always been interested in composition and talking with musicians or visual artists um, so that, that my writing, um, you know, I can learn more about what I can include in my writing that way. Um, and it was always, I always looked forward to when Greg was coming in particular because I knew um, some real interesting conversations um, would go between us. I would send him my writing very often, or send him home with my writing, and um, knowing that maybe the next time I would hear from him, uh, we would talk about it. So he was somebody that I felt comfortable in um, sending my writing to. That was uh, not about not about the stick, more uh, creative nonfiction or poetry. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's a great point, Gene. Uh, yeah, you don't do that unless you trust someone. Yeah, sounds like he yeah. And he and I knew, but he 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 was he, as many people that are probably listening know him as a stick player and know um, his love for the stick, his um, the idea of uh, keeping the community uh, alive and going because the seminars are don't make you rich. <laughs> uh, but he always came when he was asked uh, uh, by Jim and it was always the way everything would work out 
no matter what or how many came or whatever it worked out, he would come. And so people that know him on that grounds as, as being very intellectual about the stick um, and very, you know, um, thinking about the stick in more terms than just technique, but technique was very important to him. It mirrored the way I knew him about the way he thought about the world. So he thought a lot about how he lived and how others lived around him. And that sort of is a mirror for the way people knew him as a, as a stick player, as a professional musician. I had that same kind of character um, that I knew him a way, the way that he thought about the, the world around him and, and, and also that notion of creativity, which was something that went between us that we could talk about and, and his interest certainly in literature and his background. Uh, his academic background that way. So in a way, I knew the same Greg that everybody's talking about as a stick player, but from, from a different way that, not a different way, but a similar way that he thought deeply about the world um, and his family um, and Joyce and his girls and, 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 and how much he cared about um, the world around all of us that way in our conversations. Um, so that was kind of how I knew him uh, in really pretty deep conversations about life. Did you know about the, the, the Young Writers Workshop, the, the Virginia Young Writers Workshop? No, we have similar things. Here, but you know, I didn't. Did, but did you hear that you know there's this workshop or this group that he was a part of, and he would attend it and he would you know provide information for that, and so he would provide content for it, but also sometimes he you know they would he would just listen to it and mm -hmm. um, you know when he left us he said if you've got anything to give to me and I'll give it yes. to these writers and so I know that creativity mm -hmm. and kind of making it your own mm -hmm. was any bit as important as whatever instrument you were playing. It didn't matter what instrument you were playing, like it has to mean something mm -hmm. to you, you know, and... Um, he had a broader look, uh, uh, you know, around this idea, maybe some of his academic background that he had, but um, writing music, uh, you know, and I'm writing, you know, in a, in a different way, but it was, there was a commonality there of, of what we cared about. Um, and it doesn't surprise me that he would be involved in, in something like that yeah. because it was, um, it was interesting because I, I do think a lot of people really know him around being this, the, the, right. this phenomenal performer and composer uh, and around the stick that he was really promoting with his whole heart. Um, and when he would come to these, you know, particular seminars, I was lucky enough <laughs> to be around and watch that happen, yeah. you know. Uh -huh. So I knew that part of him as well, which was uh, observations, because I'm, you know, certainly I'm not a, a stick player. But, you know, it was the after hours and many, many uh, of those after hours, because he came to, you know, like I said, pro probably half of Jim's seminars, where we spent time together and just and talking. He got bored of the stick players. He got bored of the stick yeah, players. Yeah, and he it went to you. But yeah, <laughs> and then, it was, then he was, yeah, he was able, you know, we were able to, to talk about other things that he cared about. But I do think that when you know his character, 
um, either way as a as a stick as a stick player and teacher, um, and you it, that it was it was mirroring his care for this the notion of the world as community and so forth. So I always loved to when he came because it, you know, it was a chance to share you know um, share ideas. Uh, certainly about creativity and um, really the the music was um, more or less around that I would be interested in his composition and so forth because of my writing. For example, I, I remember similarly with a conversation with Tom Gracewiber about texture in composition where I would go back into my writing and go, okay, texture, texture, how do I get in texture? Oh, yeah. So this this idea of um, artists of, uh, you know, different kinds of artists talking together of what is the similarities. Um, well, the so. medium becomes transparent. Yeah. And the idea is creativity and, like, heartfelt, sincere art, you know, presented the way you want it. And yeah. I think with Greg, he knew how he wanted it, but it was just really frustrating getting there. You know, it took yeah. so long to get there. I think that he would have liked to have got there faster. But I, I do know that, um, who is it? I think, I think Glenn had mentioned how, how, how just intellectual Greg was. And there was this, yes, he this, was. This, this depth of character, yeah, yeah, who kind of like, you'd be talking and then he'd just make a statement or observation and you'd be like, oh, you'd be like, I didn't know yeah. it was going to get that real so fast. Yeah. And, and some people, you know, he's entering into that space. Some people may not, you know, be quite ready for that. But it would be something that you could talk to Greg around a concept. And that concept might go in a very interesting way, whether it would be in my world, in his world, or the world that we both cared about. So in that level, and I don't mean intellectual in a, you know, sometimes that's not a word people really quite understand. I, I, I think he was so bright and so caring about the world. And he brought forward the stick and teaching in, in one way that he cared so much about the world, like he did with his family, and, and like he did with other things about the world. Like he, he, he cared so much about what was going on you know, in the world. And this music was one way that he, he could bring something like that forward from himself. And the care that he did as a teacher, you know, I come back, I come from an educational background and I know about teaching and I watched his teaching and I thought he was one of the best. Um, and because he really gave it to you straight uh, about teaching and he was a master at, at that too. So he was one of the best. He really he really was one of the best. And I think most of you know as stick players that, you know, you're on a one in one session with, with Greg. Um, you sit up straight. Yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> I don't want to have to be told over serious. and over again childish things like, you know, straighten your back up, you know, why is your neck like that? And he'd just do it right away and he was yeah. He was serious. He yeah. was serious about his teaching. He was serious about the stick. So, you know, and remember in Gabriola when he took everybody outside and made them stand right out there by the water where we are right now and move. And, you know, and there are, there are some guys that are stick players that, that can't see themselves as dancers at all. <laughs> Very stiff. <laughs> um, but 
he had a way of moving, and I think watching him play, sometimes I thought that stick on him, and this is as a non-stick person, um, that stick on him became alive and he was following it. And some, there were times when I saw him play the Watchtower the first time uh, along the Watchtower. I, I couldn't believe it. I co absolutely couldn't believe what he could do. Um, so those are the things that I knew about him. And I guess I had one thing if I could share. Please, um, please do. Yeah. Um, yes. That it was um, the, uh, um, in the last email that I, I had sent to him, and I'm not quite sure that um, uh, he was able to read it by, by this time um, in, in his last days, but I sent it anyway because I wanted to say something about um, something a, a gift that he'd given me. And the title on the email is Quotidian Flowers, you know, this everydayness of flowers. Um, but I'll just read a few lines of it, and it's, um, Hello, dear friend. I haven't been in contact since you posted Watchtower, June 2022, which had transported me to other memories of your playing that tune. Now Soul, his, his, album, his album, fills my car in long trips taxiing my grandsons. Home from school and sports gigs, hard to pick a, hard to pick a fave, but, but lately it's blues for Ina. Jim has kept me up to date on your health during your lessons together, and particularly now. We've looked at endless photos of stick seminars, where and when I enjoyed being den mother of sorts. I loved our exchanges about creativity and life. Recently, when I was thinning out the large toy box I keep for my grandsons, I came upon the story of Ferdinand. You sent me. I passed it on to another family with little ones. This story of peace and smelling the flowers. Good story, too, for a grandmother, a Wawa, they call me. Might you be Ferdinand, stick rock star who understands the power of flowers? And I sort of want to end there. But it was a big, a big person as he was in the stick world. And he loved this story of Ferdinand the bull, if you should look up the story, uh, listeners, um, from Spain. Yeah. Um, and that this giant bull, as, as a giant person that he was in the stick world, and, and he really just loved smelling flowers. <laughs> nice. And that everydayness, you know, of that. And that was the last thing that I wanted to, um, to tell him, and whether or not it was what I needed to do, um, because I knew that that sort of conversation in my mind will never end of the ones that I would have with, with him about creativity. Um, and so even, even still in my writing and poetry, what I learned from him, as well as a teacher in that way, and I'm a teacher as well, that um, I will be grateful for. And I appreciate also the last thing I'd like to say is what it did for Jim, what he did for Jim. Um, and coming to these seminars that, um, as you know how crazy they can, they can get when you plan them, um, and he would come in and know how to just set everything up. With like a cape and tights and yeah. you fly he, down yes, from the did. sky. He taught Look, Jim... Seminar man has arrived! You're saved! He, he taught Jim how to do a seminar 
from the very beginning, and I'm glad that he's carried it on, but it was um, all that he gave um, to Jim that I observed that I'm so grateful for because I've, you know, um, yeah. watched over 25 years of, yeah. of what that meant to, to Jim as a musician, and then I was the lucky one who got another side of, of, of him in my own life as a, as a friend and a person to, to have great conversations. It's so valuable for us to hear. Yeah, so we, we, yeah, we know so much of him as the musician, but we know he's an educator, he's an engineer, and a, a great, obviously a father and a family man. Yeah, and um, in the last 24 hours, you have tapped my shoulder three times at least to say, I want to say something on your podcast about Greg, and that says a lot right there. Uh, and you know, it goes in with everything that you've been talking about. And um, so, I thank you that you you know you you've emphasized. You keep saying I'm not a stick player. I'm not a stick player. Okay, you're not a stick player. Fine. To me, that makes what you've shared with us all the more valuable um, because you know you're coming at it. Greg is the person. And that means a lot, I think, to anybody who's listening. Well, being the den so, mother has been a privilege. I love and, that, uh, den mother. I, I, you know, even had to lecture some of them once in a while about certain things uh, as they came into certain spaces, uh, uh, some of the players. Um, but I really feel that I've learned so much mm -hmm. from being around musicians and into my own creativity mm -hmm. but um, but loving I haven't met a stick player that I don't like <laughs> so there you go thank you so much yeah. for sharing with us and for uh, for contributing in both you know these last moments where you've shared about Greg and over the years so anyway thanks Karen you're and welcome you and I'm you. very happy that this is We welcome your comments. You can contact us by email at tapintimepodcast at gmail.com.